I've done it. I don't know how, but I've done it. He has left me here on Earth. He, by the way, calls himself the narrator. How facetious. He wouldn't even let me ask him why. Anyway, he thought we were in love again, but it turns out he has been manipulating me this whole time. Hiding and keeping some sort of diary about the two of us. Fearful that it may fall into the hands of some unwanted inquisitor. The details of how I find how I found the diary are vague to me, to say the least. I knew he was acting suspicious from the day he arrived, but the extent to which his behaviour would implicate on me were unknown at this point. It happened when we were tinkering in the lab of my apartment. We had just been out on a foraging expedition, searching for parts that would allow us to reinstall our digital clones. Having managed to salvage a few old pieces of technology, we set straight to work and, well, we did it. The clone's holograms sparked back to life, and my, my apartment glowed with the light emitting from them, reflected in our shiny, shining happy faces. Amidst the jovial atmosphere, he became briefly serious and withdrawn. I asked him what was wrong, why he wasn't celebrating at the fact that we could begin to tra trace our history. He was silent for a few more moments and then launched into this whole spiel about he had been lying to me. How he had manipulated my actions and behaviour so that he could bring us back together in accordance with his personal dream. At that point he tried to grab hold of me, to do what, I'm not entirely sure. So I hit him with a couple of elbows to the face. After he'd fallen unconscious due to severe bleeding, most likely from the nose, I picked him up and shoved him out of the top floor window, not waiting to see what happened to him after the fall. I locked myself in the bedroom and sat against the door and waited to see whether he would get up and come looking for me. But he didn't, and so here I am, alive and free from manipulation, but without help. If anyone's out there, please, please just... It stared him in the face. He stared back, and past that, honestly, he didn't know what to do. The street was so secluded, so shut away from everything else, that it came as a surprise to him to find such a, albeit damaged and rusted, shining example of an artifact from a bygone era. He was a post-war man, early to mid-twenties, so the War of the Sky was in its final stages on Earth when he was a child. He pressed play on the interface of the holotape, half hoping that the thing wouldn't function. My voice began to fill the space around him, and he darted his eyes quickly along the street, trying to lower the volume, but this didn't seem to work. He panicked and wanted to drop it, to walk briskly away as though he had heard and seen nothing. He even ran down the street, which was thankfully empty. I managed to find a bench that he could sit on and listen to the rest of the tale. Yet something about my voice, about the way he had mistakenly stumbled upon the tech, made him decide against abandoning the street and spending the rest of the afternoon in this peaceful flotation tent. In truth, he didn't like my story. He wasn't engaged by it or hooked. Despised it, in fact. Maybe it was because of all the references to the war that would have been hard for him to understand due to his age. However, I have a creeping suspicion that it was because he didn't like me. Isn't that right, young man? I'd asked him, sitting there smugly on my red cushion swivel chair at the helm of my spaceship. I'd duct tape his mouth and had his arms and legs tied with rope. He was sitting on the floor hostage star when I went over to him, crouching down to crouching down to his level and looking him in his horn rim spectacle eyes. But you just couldn't stay away, could you? That's right too, isn't it, you little shit? I venomously spat out the last two words with sheer hatred and anger in my eyes. The young man began trying to use his chest and knees to crawl away from, his, from me, 
that my anger got the better of me and I aimed two powerful kicks to his chest. He curled up in mute agony, streams of tears running from his eyes and deep red blood beginning to stain the tightly sealed duct tape. I stopped kicking you. I muttered under my breath about needing the toilet and kitchen roll to clean up the blood that I dropped from the sealed mark onto my pristine chrome floor and left you in the atrium of my spaceship alone. Using the adrenaline that was pumping around your body from the blows to the face, you managed to snap the rope binding your feet together. Yet, you weren't sure what to do next. In fact, you even remembered thinking, this is hopeless, there's nowhere to go. He's just going to come back and find me here grimacing, blood stained in my hands so uselessly tied up. Fuck knows what will do next. However, just as you were descending the spiral of hopelessness, you spotted a gleaming device. Could it be? You wondered in awe and not to mention surprise. As you approached the mysterious item, you realised the answer was a resounding yes. But still, how could you operate it with your hands tied? Only one way to find out, I guess, you thought, or should I say, or so you thought. You swivelled your body so that you could pick up the device, which you could now see was in fact an upgraded version of the holotape you had found on Earth, with the spaceship controls now embedded into the screen. You picked it up, straining with the effort and wincing as bolts of pain flashed up and down your arms from the rope that was chafing against your skin. Your follies end here, old pal, I announced. Unfortunately for you, I had just returned from the toilet, kitchen roll in one hand. I stood on the other side of the atrium to you, watching you as your eyes grew in shock and horror and then curdled with, with fear. You dropped the spaceship's remote, sending us spasming, spasming across the room. It had landed on the turbocharge button. I was lucky, my hands were free and I held onto the edge of the control panel to stop me flying face first into one of the spaceship's windows, swaying like a drunken sailor. As for you though, you scrabbled for purchase on the chrome floor, sliding along it and trying to get a grip both lit literally and metaphorically. I managed to reach the remote and turn off the turbocharge setting before further damage could be done. You were worse for wear. Little did you know though that you were in for much, much worse. I stormed towards you, reaching out to grab you by the arm. You tried to fight to resist my powers, but eventually they got the better of you. Your eyes shifted to a nano blue, and I could see the mind control technology beginning to work. This was no basic technology either. I'd been working on improving it since you last heard my holotape and traced its location and abducted you. Boy, had I made some progress. In fact, I don't even need her anymore. She was just part of the plan for this advanced technology. No, the days of me and her have been long gone. I hooked you up to my flotation tank, updated with the newest technology, and began with just your memories. However, as you know by now, my ultimate goal was to eventually download everyone's memories your friends, families, and the rest of the remaining population of Earth, to trace their locations and stores of food resources, as well as to learn more about my own past. And so over in state of the cycle, you are now being manipulated in the similar way to her, although it's probably worse for you because I'm now using the latest technology gathered from Earth and space, so you're at the mercy of even further manipulation. You were a good, good test subject while it lasted. I had to preserve your unconscious body and memories in a brand new nanocrane whilst unloading your memories from your personal dream diary. So now I can move into phase two, total takeover of planet Earth and its infrastructures. And why? Well, because I'm just one evil megalomaniac, megalomaniac, megalomaniacal son of a bitch.